0: visit hellotend.com slash sale that's hello t e n d.com slash sale and book your free consult today football just listening to that welcome back to betql daily presented by betmgm aaron hawksworth kate constable with you patrick mahomes kirk cousins Marcus Mariota. They're all part of the new series on Netflix called Quarterback. I am midway through the series and I absolutely love it. I am so excited to welcome in Tim Rumpf, the director of Quarterback. He also works with NFL Films. And Tim, you got to follow Kirk Cousins. I covered him closely here in Washington. So I'm excited to actually see everyone else fall in love with him because I I saw this side of him, but I don't think a lot of other people, People did and people always poke fun at the guy but um i think you could make the argument tim he's the breakout star of the show
1: yeah i mean it's i've been blown away by everyone's feedback uh, about the footage of kirk and i think it really goes back to him being so willing to buy into the project and just being an open book with us i mean the things he allowed us to show are things that we've never captured before at nfl films so it was a really amazing process and i, and I just love hearing the exact feedback that you just said.
2: Well, I have more positive feedback for you, Tim. I started it this week, I'm obsessed. I thought Patrick Mahomes was gonna be my favorite to watch, but I also love Kirk and his whole aura that he brings to the show. How did the overall idea and concept for quarterbacks come about?
1: Sure, yeah, so at NFL Films, we've always wanted to work with Netflix on some kind of project and we knew it had to be something big like this. So we're kind of waiting for the right project to bring to them. And we've also had a good partnership with Omaha Productions, Peyton Manning's production company. We've done many projects with them. So in discussions with them, we had this idea and Peyton had this idea of about following quarterbacks and kind of just showing how hard it is to play the position. Because I think it's something that Peyton would have always liked to do during his career, but never really had the chance to. Um, So when we were throwing this idea around, it was like, okay, this is it. We need to bring this to Netflix and I think it was the perfect partnership for it.
0: So congratulations, by the way, on all the success of the show, already renewed for a second season. So I can't wait to see which three quarterbacks sign up. How hard was it to get three guys to sign off on this and be like, all right, I'm going to be mic'd up for every game. Plus we get behind the scenes family stuff that we really never get to see.
1: Yeah, I mean, that was a big challenge going in from day one, because at NFL Films, we've never mic'd up a player for or a quarterback, excuse me, for all 17 weeks. So to not only do one, but do three, that certainly was a daunting task to, uh, task to start the season. But it kind of unfolded with Peyton have a conversation with Patrick Mahomes. Once Mahomes was on board, then kind of everything fell in place. It was like, all right, we got, you know. The guy that we want to lead this series the guy that has won a super bowl previously is trying to make his way back what are different kind of stories we can tell that we think the viewers would be interesting all right how about a guy that you know has had a lot of success just hasn't gotten over that playoff hump so that's kind of where kirk came in and then a very different story someone that you know is trying to prove that he still deserves to be a starting quarterback and i think it was great that we went with that strategy from day one just because i think as the eight episodes play out you get three very different stories and three very different guys in different stages of their career.
2: What was the buy in like from these players? I know you said that Kirk cousins, you know, was really just a part of it from the beginning. But as the season went on, I mean, it was week 17 were they getting tired of being mic'd up and having you guys in their houses or was it just they were on board throughout the entire season for anything that you guys wanted to do.
1: Yeah, fortunately for us, I think they knew what they kind of signed up for from the beginning. And all three guys were in a similar place uh, off the field, just in their family lives, that saw value in doing this show uh, long term. You know, we had two kids that were born during the course of this series. And then obviously Kirk has two sons himself. So in talking to these guys, a big reason that they wanted to do it was to be able to show their kids when they're older just everything they put into it to playing the position of quarterback. Because, I mean, it's one thing to tell people or it's one thing to see your footage mic'd up, the little, you know, couple-minute segments that are online or on shows. But it's really different when you live with someone for six months and tell their story over an eight-episode arc. Um, So, and I think Kirk says it in the piece that, you know, he's still playing right now. He wants to continue to play until his boys are a little bit older, older to really appreciate it. So I think that helped us carry their involvement throughout and really the buy-in and i think what it came down to is really you know if if they ever had any cold feet or they were getting tired of it when you get to the playoff game with kirk you know you don't get to go home with him afterwards or or big moments like that or patrick mahomes be with him the day he's winning the mvp award it's just again going back to things we have never been able to capture at nfl films and it just took this series to a whole another level
0: One thing that stood out to me really was the mental side of the game. And you show both uh, or all of the quarterbacks, uh, specifically Kirk, you know, he records himself saying the plays and listens to them in his ear over and over. And then Marcus Mariota's wife, she kind of quizzes him and works with him each week. A lot of people, even like the I have a neighbor across the street, she doesn't even really know anything about sports. She's got three kids. She's texting me, I love Kirk Cousins. Another friend is like, I hope he wins a Super Bowl. Going back to the mental side, do you think this whole series will help Kirk? Because he, it's some, it seems like people don't give him a fair shake, and maybe now that people are really getting behind him and rooting for him, will this help him, or is he better in more of the underdog role?
1: i don't know that's a really good question i mean that was part of my goal going into this you know as a producer or director you you try not to get too attached to the subject that you're uh covering but i think when you spend six months with someone and get to know not only him but his wife and his kids you can't help but help get a little attached to him so that was really one of my goals coming out of it was like i hope people get more of appreciation for him you know i think a lot of people understand hey he's this really nice guy he's this wholesome guy But really appreciate him as a full individual and on the football aspect, too. And like you mentioned him doing the play calls in the car, like I had no idea that he did things like that or he did the brain training and all these or met with a psychologist every single Wednesday. It's these these little insights that you don't know about these guys until you just spend the time with them. And credit to him. He opened up his life to allow us to do that.
2: So being behind the scenes and spending this amount of time for him, what does the day-to-day look like for you guys as producer, director, your whole crew? Uh, How big is your crew? Are you with them every single day or their scheduled times? Just give us some details behind the scenes.
1: Yeah, I I mean, it's really a team effort. So there's, you know, a showrunner that kind of oversees everything back here uh, at NFL Films in Mount Laurel, New Jersey. He's got a, a big cork board in his office with little index cards, which we have a plan from day one, but that those index cards are constantly shifting as certain things happen. Like we could have never anticipated having, you know, that Vikings-Bills game that we had, that ends up being the best game of the season, or, oh, hey, why don't we throw in the greatest comeback in NFL history? Like, why not? Uh, So that was awesome. And then of course, (laughs) one of our guys goes all the way to the Super Bowl. So you're constantly shifting things around um, so that you got to constantly stay flexible. In the field, we have three directors. So obviously myself was with Kirk and then two other individuals that were with Marcus and Patrick. Um, And then a slew of, you know, camera operators and audio engineers that are in each city. So we're able to operate a drop of a hat. So, you know, if Patrick will home say, hey, I'm having my birthday party in three hours and you guys can come, we were able to do that. Um, So, yeah, you know, I think I'd say probably on average, we were with them weekly. Um, Certainly not 24-7, but we had them mic'd up every single week. Obviously, they were mic'd up for every single game. And then anytime we had an opportunity, we were trying to capture their week-to-week process.
0: Speaking of that, the moment where Patrick Mahomes gets injured and Andy Reid's like, we're taking you out of the game and he's like, heck no. And you're thinking, oh my gosh, what does this mean for the Chiefs Super Bowl hopes? Are you sitting there like, this is TV gold? Like, we never could have planned anything like this. Like, what is that like for you?
1: Yeah, I, I mean, so I'm watching that on TV, just like everybody else, but I'm texting the director who's with Patrick, like, oh, my gosh, what's going on? Is he okay? Um, because I had a similar experience just with Kirk on obviously obviously much smaller scale when he took the hit against Washington, and he's laying on the ground. And I can hear his mic and just hear groaning, and I'm like, oh, no, is this an ACL? And obviously, like I was saying, you get attached to these guys, so you're rooting for them. But, yeah, I mean, watching that Chiefs game, Uh, You know, we didn't know what was going to happen. Okay, is his story going to end with his season ends that he just can't come back in this game? And then it's just this downer of a season at the end. And then, but to watch him come back out and win that game. Yeah, I I think all of us that were working on the show had a text chain going on be like, I think we have something special here.
2: Tim, you've also done work on Hard Knocks, and that was kind of the original for shows like this. And now you obviously have Quarterback. uh, There's Drive to Survive out there, Full Swing, all of those sports type of shows. What do you see the future kind of content evolution being of shows like this going forward?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think everyone has a desire for access-driven shows and, you know, hats off to Netflix because they kind of, Seem to be really cornering the market um, and really doing a good job of putting a variety of different series. So, you know, I know at NFL films, we're going to keep trying to do the same thing and, you know, hopefully more quarterback seasons for years to come as well.
0: I have to ask, did it ever come up, the whole narrative with Kirk? Uh, he's not a primetime guy, as we all know. Did you ever talk to him about that? Because we're a betting show. When we came to the conclusion last year, maybe Kirk's a morning guy and he just needs <laughs> to be playing in London. But all jokes aside, like, did that ever come up? Because I'm so curious, with him working with the psychologist, if we're going to see him do a little better in primetime this season.
1: Yeah, so I can't remember exactly what episode it is. I want to say it was five or something. It was leading into the Patriots game. So I knew that was a narrative that was kind of following and you know, when you're doing a documentary like this, you have to ask uncomfortable questions. You know, we're trying to tell the true story of these guys careers and also their year in the season. And of course you hear all of that noise. And he tries to say he doesn't hear any of it, which I'm sure he tries to avoid, but you can't help but watching past, you know, walking past a TV and hearing something or turning on the radio or a podcast and and hearing people talk about it. So I asked him that he addressed and and I liked his answer. He said, I hear it all, but at the same time, you know, in my memory room, I have, a bunch of balls from Sunday Night Football or Monday Night Football, so I have to do okay. But the truth is, when you play those primetime games, you end up playing really good teams, so it's gonna be more difficult to win. So, you know, he's certainly aware of it, but I think maybe he would push back on it a little bit.
2: There's so many good moments in the show but i'm sure based on the amount of time that you spend with these players and the amount of footage that you have that there's quite a few scenes or clips that didn't make it into any episode are there any that stand out to you that you wish you know maybe the audience would have been able to see
1: yeah i mean i was trying to do the math the other day so we had these guys obviously mic'd up for 17 games which is you know obviously three hours of footage right there you know weekly practices themselves three hours so there's a ton of stuff that that didn't make the show. And as obviously as a football junkie, just little intricacies of practice, like his interactions with Justin Jefferson and Kevin O'Connell and stuff like that is interesting to me and obviously in the games as well. But it's just when you have eight episodes and three quarterbacks with that same amount of footage as well, everything just doesn't make it. But, but I will say there's nothing that really jumps out at me. The, the best stuff that we saw in our avids editing it definitely made the show.
0: Awesome. I love it. Well, I have to ask you because it is a very big day here in Washington. I never thought I would see the day that Dan Snyder is no longer the owner. I assume you're a Washington fan. I I know you're a Terp. You live in the DMV or you're from here. So tell me what this means to you.
1: Yeah, I mean, I've got my Dexter Manley jersey right behind me. Uh, I did a football (laughs) life with him. So yeah, I grew up in Gaithersburg, Maryland. So it's, uh, it's certainly a big day. As a, as a Commander's fan and, and I'm looking forward to what can hold uh, and, and what comes up in the future, what the future can hold for us. Uh, certainly it seems like a, a turning page moment in our history, so I'm excited for that.
2: Yeah, Yeah. Tim, it it
0: should about
2: be good a for the team. Yeah, minute left. Aaron, just one last question for Tim here. Uh, Hard Knocks, the Jets are on Hard Knocks this year. They don't necessarily wanna be on Hard Knocks. I know you're not involved in this season, but how does that crew get the most out of this Jets team this year.
1: Sure, so so I've directed three seasons of, of Hard Knocks and it's, it is it is similar whether, you know, teams can always have a varying level of interest in doing it, but what it comes down to is establishing relationships and establishing that trust between the crew and the players and the team and all that. And that just comes in time. So, you know, I'm, I have all the confidence in the world and the crew that's gonna be out there. And the director, Shannon Furman has done it for many years. Um, and she's great at it. So I know once they get out there, they establish that relationship with the coaching staff, the players, and ownership. And I'm positive it's going to be a fantastic season.
0: Tim Ruff, Director of Quarterback on Netflix. Thank you so much. Congratulations on the show. I can't wait to see the second season. I'm halfway through the first, so I will be finishing that probably this week. (laughs) Hope you have an awesome day, and congratulations as a Commanders fan as well. A lot to look forward to with that team. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, Jason Logan from Covers.com joins us right here on the BetQL Network.